Hello, all of you, the chat listeners. Tonight is our special top five episode as voted by you, the listeners. The majority of you in our Twitter poll voted for top five couples. Uh, so we are here as the co-host to give you our picks, plus a secret honorable mention. Before we dive into everything, let's chat with our co-host a little bit. Dee, how are you? Fabulous, fabulous. Fucking old school dynasty in between grading newspapers, so you already know I'm ready to be bitch tactic. <laughs> well, trust me, it didn't take dynasty to get you there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> And then the always so lovely, always so grand, Alan, how are you? Well, I'm still alive, so pretty good. <laughs> And then the man that we love who has a voice that makes you want to read the terms and conditions. Rodrigo, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing good, Casey. Working from home, enjoying some classic Young, young and the Restless this week. Very excited about that. So, yeah, I'm having a good time. And then the Drusilla Winters of this podcast, who I gave my CBS All Access info to. Tiggs, how are you? <laughs> well, I'm doing good as well, and let's just jump right in. Dee, let's go back to you. Who comes in at number five on your top five all-time favorite soap opera couples? Okay, I did my list a little bit differently. I said that I wanted to think outside of the box and not be the ones that everybody's going to expect me to do. Or the ones that, like, I feel like you're required by law to send, like, Victor, you know, you know, there's just, like, some that you're just, like, dogs. So I'm like, well, let me think outside the box. Um, I had a whole tier system going on because, you know me, I have nothing better to do with my time. Number five. <laughs> I'm just saying, this was really hard. I had to sit there. I was like, I can only do five. And so it got a little bit rough for me. Number five, I chose Kyle and Summer. Mm. On Young and the Restless. Okay. I chose Colin Summer because I've rode with this couple through what, four Kyle's, oh, <laughs> two, three summers. I mean, like, they, part of the period was how long have I been shipping a couple. So I had to go in there and start looking at the gears, and I'm like, I even rode through with that weird looking Kyle number two. <laughs> um, Summer has had she has bite, she's a good 
they got that little chemistry going on. And I mean, they do open mouth kisses, yo. I'm down for that. I'm like, it actually feels real when you're watching them do a love scene. So number five, very nice. Okay, I actually do like that reasoning. Um, Rodrigo, what about you? Do you have the same choice at number five, or are we going with something different? Um, we're going, I'm going to take it way back. Um, number five is Neil Winters and Priscilla Barbara. Uh, you know, the yes. Um, the, pro, the way Bill Bell set up those two together. You had Drusilla, the, the girl from the wrong side of the tracks. She's trying to get into Genuine City society, and she meets this Harvard-educated brother who wants to be the big businessman at Newman or Jabot. I, I forgot where he was at the beginning, but uh, the way those two came together, and those opposites attract uh, the chemistry between Christoph St. John and Victoria Raul, uh, say what you want, um, the behind the scenes rumors be damned. When those two were on screen together, they worked magic on screen. And if you watched one of the classic episodes a few weeks back, uh, Newton Neil and Drew's honeymoon, you saw like Bill Bell gave those two, like, it was, in it was inspired. And they had storylines for years. Uh, the big storyline that everyone goes and talks about is the sleeping pill incident with Malcolm, which kind of like really propelled that couple because that secret lingered for years. And it was, Bill Bell dangled that secret like a, like a carrot for years with that couple. So, yes. and when it was finally, finally revealed, Years later, just the acting between Kristoff and Victoria this was magic electric. And then my Drusilla just went diving down the mountain, down to the river, in some bad CGI. <laughs> and and um, it did not, it did my girl wrong. Oh, Lord. Okay. And and that was it. And then Christoph, and Neil never found anyone else better than Drusilla. That they tired of pairing with everybody in Black Hollywood. And then Mama, <laughs> and it did Why not work. White Hollywood, <laughs> Black Hollywood. It, 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 it never, and God rest his soul, he never found the magic, the partner that he had in Victoria. And it's just a shame that you know CBS never worked it out. And uh Alan, what about you? Who comes in in your number five slot? My number five is Coop and Ashley from Guiding Light. Aww. They, Aww. they were so cute. And you don't want to see the hot guy the big girl got much on soaps. Oops, said, I love that scene where he pops the door around the couch and watching a movie. It was cute, right? I'm so pissed when they broke up and they fucking made my Coop a brandy sucker and let he die. Still bitter. <laughs> You know, I wouldn't have expected anybody to pick that as a choice, but I love that that came in in your number five. Oh, oh I miss Guiding Light. Um, 
Tiggs, what about you? Who do you got? My number five is Ugh. number five for me is a couple from all my children and it's the man that I consider to be the only man who ever was right for Erica Kane and that couple is Erica Kane and Dimitri Merrick. Um, I knew you were going to say that. Yes. <laughs> I don't believe that old Jackson Montgomery Watt Willie was the right you choice for Erica. Jackson alone. Well, I love Well, so well, she she wasn't making up at the end. She's the one to be a, a model in Hollywood. And she wanted to catch up the and Jack said, "Fuck it." Hey, defend your love. Defend your love. Well, no, I'm not talking to Dimitri too, though. Well, and okay, so my only, before I get into why I think Erica and Dimitri deserve that spot, I'm just gonna say I love Jackson a lot, but. You know, Erica Kane is just one of those characters that doesn't need to grow up. And I feel as though Jackson did always pressure her to be anybody but herself. And I don't like that. I think Jackson was very oppressive to who Erica was as a feminist and as a woman. And, I, you know, it's... Not, it was that bitch-ass trap. That was the worst. <laughs> so, anyway, so yes. I love... Erica and Dimitri and the cabin and when Kendall came on and um, <laughs> I love, you know, the real anchor for their love to me was Erica felt that she could open up to Dimitri about her uh, sexual assault um, and the she only opened up to um, Eric about that only. So Dimitri was the only other person to know what she went through. Um, and then I loved when um, Erica, they did her um, drug addiction story from Jonathan getting her addicted on those meds. And then um, Dimitri saved her from that um, after she checked herself into Betty Ford. And uh, then we had, even though I didn't like the plot, it just showed you Dimitri was there in the end when it came to the whole Maria thing and Erica acted like Maria's baby was a baby from Russia. I didn't like that, but... I ain't gonna lie, that was some bold storytelling. That was some bold storytelling. Yeah. Maria and the push-up, bro. You well, 
you have to starve yourself doing some villainous shit. Like, Erica, that was some prime villainy for Erica to do that to Maria. And then she had people for a break. You know, when they found out. That was good, though. That was good. But it was good. And I even loved when they weren't married that Dimitri was there for Bianca's anorexia story and you know yeah. he and Erica ended things very civilly um and still knew it, look all I'm saying Erica still knew that that man was the best thing that ever happened to her so you can take your Jackson and his rusty old briefcase and move on Jackson alone. <laughs> hell was that Erica was and Jackson should have let her take that damn movie at seven. You know. And that's why I hated it more because you know. You know a 70-year-old can't get a movie role, so the fact that Erica got that damn movie about herself, Jackson should have let her go on and do it. Mm. Oh, but anyway, yeah, I. Let her be great. I, thank you, D. Thank you, D. Oh, but anyway. Exactly. You don't get to where Erica Kane was. Can I be honest? The only thing I liked about that storyline, because I I never have laughed so hard at a soap opera in my life, was when she was at that restaurant with David, and David ordered Erica's favorite dish, and Jane took a bite, and she said, I can't breathe, and David's like, what do you mean? And he was going to withhold taking her to the fucking hospital until she told him what was going on. Oh, I just, oh, damn. Damn it, all my children. Damn, damn, damn. Oh, well, my anyway. Heart. Heart. <laughs> I miss it so much. Oh. Well, Tiggs, who comes in at number four for you? Number four for me is my dad, and she, my dick, and my shit. Oh, no, I don't have a lot of Yeah, we got to be that day. Come on, Chad. Neil and True. Come on, Hillary. Fuck you, Mal Young. <laughs> Did it have a lot of Pops But, like, Nick and Sharon are one of the still, one of the only ones that are from the show about Victor and that can still make do what it is. I don't give a damn about Lauren and Hubby or Michael. No! Damn it. No. Let's get back with that. She gotta get back with that. So, 
You tell him, James. Out there, and my mom on the tip break, and my mom taking that soul me when she gave up snow, when she spelled out in that snow, she was there for four days, and almost died. I saw that. I feel that shit. I feel like that was my baby too. You share with my shit. Everything that car. then well d who do you have at number four my number four was a little challenging um this one didn't go on longevity this one was based solely on chemistry now everybody that knows me knows i used to be a little twitter thug for jason everybody knows me then when jason Went and knocked up Elizabeth. I got off that Jason train for a long time. <laughs> then, <laughs> not even funny. It was more to get mad at Leah's on fans whenever I was a shame thing. I'll be the first one to admit it. I'm, I'm petty like that. Um, It took a while. Jason was trash to me when he went into that harbor. He was trash. He was trash because he left Sam pregnant at that hotel and at the. Mercy of John saying, you know I can't stand. But when Jason came back, once he got away from Melissa, before we found out that he wasn't Jason, yeah, my number four is Sam Drew. But they had chemistry. Like when he was Jason, he put her first. She was number one. She said, Fuck Carly, fuck Sonny, fuck them all. <laughs> I'm with my family. He's like, I I am He's like, I want to be a man. I want to be your man. He put Sam first. You know what? Y'all know where my Twitter hashtag is. You know where my Twitter is. You know where my, <laughs> is. You know where my everything is. Come for me. I don't care. I've been fighting the good fight for years. I will say that Drew was the best man for Sam. I'm an OG. I'm an OG. Sam fan. Don't get it twisted. Now, Shamanos and Tequila, that was my thing. That was my couple, but they are not the same. I can deal with Drew. Drew put Sam first. She was number one. She got to do the adventurous stuff, but she still got to be a mom. And now they have her out here looking like an old mama. Her kids are being raised by Monica. We used to talk about Elizabeth and how Graham was always watching her kids. And now her kids. Sam's kids over there living with Monica at their quarter main mansion. And I'm sitting here like, where is my Sam? You, you know, cat poop Sam, when she kicked Sunny, when she kicked Sunny, shot him and kicked him down off of that thing. That was the highlight of life since we had known that that was going to be the best that Kelly Monica was going to get. What old boy came over that scar, down from that skyline? Oh, God. That's why I'm never like the best Like, she lost Sam. her identity with Jason. Every little man in the film, she had been able to be herself. But look now, Sam, 45 years old, she had lost her whole identity. She don't know nothing else matter than Jason. She's pathetic. She's about to go back to the 
this triangle with Jason, Sam, and Drew because they should have done it. It was right there on paper. It was right there, and they did not think with it. They could be years of story. That's your pen sweet. Who do you have at number four? 
before the Von Hillary, they were hot. I still remember that scene where, like, you know, walked in while his fucking wife was, but he had his fucking, got to set balls deep in her. <laughs> and, and we, it's fucking so, so, so be good then. They don't really do stuff like that now. She got so, just so fucking tame. Like, all people, they won't even let fucking people stop. They just kiss now, and I get her a big deal. They're like, but that was really scandalous. They had chemistry. People were rooting for them. But then Val had to fucking kill Hillary because he's a fucking bitter little bitch. <laughs> well, takes who do you have at number four? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Rodrigo, I'm so sorry. Go on ahead. My number four is... I'm taking it back again because, I mean, I gotta take it back. My number four is Jack and Carly Steiner. Carly Jack. Happy birthday, Mara West. Happy birthday, boo. Happy birthday, queen. Michael Park. The chemistry, the storylines those two had. 20, almost, like, over 10 years of storylines for those two. Right to the end of the show. And... It's just the chemistry between Mara West and Michael Parks, Carly, the bad girl from the wrong side of the tracks, and Michael and Jack Snyder, good, the G-Man, FBI agent, and those two crossing paths, and you just knew it was love at first sight. Just the way the first time they looked at each other, I was like, yep, they're, they're going to do something with those two. And they just had storylines for years. So uh, I just miss those two. My dream is always, I always say, is for Michael Park to be on the stage as a Miss Love Dress. Because the chemistry that those two can take anywhere. And they are my number four. And oh, I miss that little friend. I miss that couple. Well, coming in at number four for me is also a couple from a very Miss Soap opera, and that is Mac and Rachel from Another World. Um, you know, it's quite interesting with these two because, you know, before Mac, it, Rachel's main story, of course, as we all know, was Steve, Alice, and Rachel. And so to have her thrusted into something completely different after basically her whole story being around that triangle was amazing. And, you know, Mac was really somebody to tame Rachel and let her grow into this mother and this patriarch and somebody who loved without scheming after a long time because there were stole schemes with those two, you know, especially when Iris came into play and to me, Iris kind of always had this gross thing going on with her dad. I felt Iris loved her daddy a little more than just being old dad back. Um, but, you know, through mar three marriages with, and a coma for Mac and Mac's um, untimely demise when our dear sweet Douglas Watson left us, I mean, just amazing, and they had children, and he bought her that beautiful mansion for their wedding, and uh, everything was beautiful um, for that couple through the years. And, you know, it's quite amazing. I think Mac and Rachel really set up the modern-day 
super couple template from the um, 80s on. Because, you know, you look at it, people always credit Luke and Laura with that, but I really think it was Mac and Rachel because a lot of people said, oh, you know, if it's a super couple, they should get married three times at the most, like Mac and Rachel, and they should have these specific templates along with a factor that maybe isn't always a love triangle. Maybe it's a triangle in the family from somebody who hates who the person who has come in. I mean, Dynasty did the Mac and Rachel template. Um, Crystal wasn't necessarily a schemer, but Fallon being the daughter of a rich businessman, hated Crystal. So, I mean, the template has been used over and over again, and I think it was really mined from the wonderful stories of Mac and Rachel. So, that is my number four. Um, Dee, who do you have at number three? For number three, you already know, I gotta go to my little struggle, so I have to go to Bald and the Beautiful. <laughs> You already know I was going to ride hard for my little show. And I know I'm going to piss a whole bunch of people off, but most of the people that I'm going to piss off already have me blocked on Twitter anyway, so <laughs> I don't care. My number three was Taylor and Ridge. Yes! They were my couple. Yes! yes. Fuck you, Brooke! Okay. <laughs> oh, Lord. God, hell, they were shit for me. I was like, you know what? Eric Forrester is a hoe. You know... I was always rooting for Stephanie. I was like, you can tell Stephanie, you know, that y'all already know. Y'all know how I feel about Brooke Logan, bruh. Hopefully not even gonna go there, because I said I was gonna drag that woman anymore. Um, it's gonna be a long summer. But, Taylor and Ridge were fired. You cannot say that they weren't fired. Yes. Stephanie did like Taylor at first, so you had that little angst going on. Hunter Tyler, baby, there was nobody prettier on daytime. I think the only person that he came close was, um, what's the face? Lisa Caruso that was on, um, she was on Another World, and, um, she was on, um, that ABC show that I love, but she was beautiful. You know what you know who I'm talking about. She was beautiful. He was, well, I mean, he was Ron Moss, but he was a shocker I wish he would have drowned in that seawater. Right now, I don't care. 
Well, I and well, and I always preferred Brooke and Eric as opposed to Brooke and Ridge. I always prefer Brooke and Nick. Shit. Oh, yeah. If you want to talk about outside the force to fit, yeah. I yeah. I never get what I want on this show. I never get what I want on this show. But Tyler Ridge, that was the ticket right there. And you know what? I when Steffi when when Steffi was lighting up Brooke and trying to steal Bill <laughs> and all this other stuff, I'm like, you know what? I don't. The only thing that I hate about Those Beautiful Mountains is that Steffi is not keeping that same energy. They should have been on site for life for Brooke for what she did to her family. And I wanted them to. Now, D, I do. I want to ask you real quick. How would because you know for some reason Brad can never get it right with Hunter um, for alleged behind the scenes issues. Would you be okay if the show recast Taylor? Okay, I was just that because I wouldn't be either, but I was just asking for your opinion. He needs to suck it up. He needs to suck it up, and I would tell him to his face, you better suck it up and get her back on it. You want those ladies? You keep on pushing triangles with Brooke. Brooke, Bill, and Ridge is not it. I'm sorry, that is not it. If you want a real triangle, get Taylor up in there. Get the real OG Taylor, okay? I'm like, get the, you know who I'm talking about. There's only one Hunter Tyler. There's only one. Rodrigo, who's coming in for you at number three? Well, my number three is it's debated from a lot of fandoms, but I thought Jack Hammersley was fire from the beginning. That is EJ Zamara, Samantha Jean Brady, <laughs> a.k.a. EJM. Um, yeah. Um, what can you say? Okay, it started off very controversial. We all know how it started. I get it. I get it. But the way these writers slipped it, slipped it around and the chemistry that that James and, and Allison had, it's just, you couldn't beat it. And those two... I like a couple that's like, I don't like perfect couple. I don't like the lovey-dovey couple. I don't like that shit. I like a down and dirty, like, in your face. Yeah. Those two did so much damage to each other. But it was like, you wanted more of it. You're like, what else are they going to do to each other? You had Sammy shooting this man in his head. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, EJ marrying Nicole right in front of Sammy's face for just for spite. You had, um, uh, all types of stuff. EJ cheating on Sammy with Abby. And, I mean, that was one of, that was the hottest story. I mean, that was hot to me because it just brought more 
dysfunction that I love with these two. But at the end of the day, EJ accepted Sammy for who she was. No matter what, he was the first man. And I would think maybe since the only man. Brandon maybe tried it, but he couldn't deal with it. Lucas always had something to say about his fans. He always had something to say. Always was being judgmental towards her, even though he did the same shit she did. Um, so, EJ uh, was the first man that just accepted Samantha for who she was. The way he called her Samantha. <laughs> I love you. I love you. <laughs> her full government name. That's, that's, that's your her name. Her full government name. <laughs> What about you? Who's coming in at number three? My number three is a couple most slightly not end of a date line, which is Ben Sierra. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is that right? <laughs> 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 I love him so much that I wrote a fucking fanfic for Sierra Blue, Ben in a hotel room. You know, I thought you like, but I, I very rarely ever write fanfic I wrote. They inspired me so much. <laughs> They're so hot. And it, it, the thought of Ben, of Boat Hope's little girl, the serial killer, that should have something very interesting for the gang. It should have been a no go. It should have been rise in the street. But it worked. They have a big fandom. They're all over the most popular young couple of the show now. And. They are pretty much the next generation of the show, along with Gabby and freaking Jake or Seth or whichever one it turns out to be. Mm-hmm. Well, Tiggs, what about for you, number three? My number three is my Joshua Lewis and my Ruth Shane. Oh, don't even. Oh, Lord. Uh, uh. Paul Creek. I'm like, oh, oh, she was with Jeffrey O'Neill, and with Cassie, oh, oh, I'll never get that scene, that was my favorite scene. They went to that lame-ass production format, and Cassie got a little bit she was arguing with me, but why you always had to call her that? Why you always have to say that name like that? Joshua, Joshua. <laughs> just said it's just a comedy of that, because that's the thing, bitch. Jeffrey's going around trying to catch eggs and we just said, oh well, whatever. Come on, Josh. So they just have to do 
Well, they should have started a year before. What? So six yeah. months before. When they were doing that with Joshua Reba's wife, and they were recreating the wedding and shit, and Jeffrey was snuck just Jeffrey and Cassie were looking stupid. Because Joshua Reba was making Google Wild. That should have been the beginning. Well, coming in at number three for me is a Days of Our Lives couple and the greatest Days couple of all time, in my opinion, John and his doc, Marlena. I mean, where do you even begin here? You know... From Marlena thinking he was Stefano, which I never understood that. Um, <laughs> all because she saw a tattoo shit. All of a sudden, Stefano can walk right and he's got a six-pack. And then, you know, him being revealed to be who they all thought was Roman. And then he wasn't Roman. And then he was Forrest Alamein and everything else. And in the middle of it, they had Kristen and Susan and Mary... Moira is Penelope and, and you know when Eileen Davidson played 82 characters in the you know brother and then you know they are the only couple to survive a devil possession <laughs> and oh god I mean John and Marlena they're it and you know, when Marlena got out of that coma and she was looking flawless and she ran to John and Isabella was an afterthought like she always should be. No offense to you, John and Isabella fans. I just, whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, just amazing. John and Marlena are will go down not only as one of the most legendary couples in soaps, but in my opinion, overall broadcast. I mean... Just amazing. And to this day, we still get our John and our Doc together and Marlena hmm, as she eats a strawberry. It's it's perfect. Um Alan, who comes in at number two for you? My Sharon is big dick dummy flood nick. <laughs> 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 Big dick they're gummy. Toxic. They're they're arguably bad for each other now. But I still want one of the end game. Because there's not so much chemistry. You just want them together. You don't really give a shit about Ray or Phyllis or whatever dumb character was digging this week that you just want to die. But they're end game. There's a reason why. It took them four tries before they got Sharon Case. Gil Bell was determined to put Nicholas and Sharon together. I don't make them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I survived through all of those shows. Including Monica Potter, who turned out to be a half decent actress in, 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 in mainstream. Yeah. Well, you know, it's just like when Brad Pitt was on Another World, they fired him because they thought he couldn't act. And, <laughs> you know, it's just so funny how these stars blow up and they couldn't act when they were first on soaps. I always find that hilarious. Well, Brad Pitt couldn't act. He was just fine as hell. Well, I know, but see, you know, now he's one of the biggest movie stars, even though I never cared for any of his movies. Um, you know, he's one of the biggest movie stars these days. So it's it's amazing to just see the transforming throughout the years. 
Um, Tiggs, who comes in at number two for you? My number two is my Beauregard Brady. Mm. And his fancy face. Oh, damn it. Going Hope will always be my shit, even though allegedly they couldn't stand each other. I don't care. <laughs> What do you got?
a one bow and hole when Peter Arthur and Chris Alfonso first got seen together, bar and scene together, and you saw the magic and the innocence in those two. And, you know, he's the bad boy with the, you know, driving the motorbike, and she's the goody two shoes, all rich girl. Uh, and they're coming together, and like, at first they don't like each other, and then, like, all of a sudden they start liking each other, and they're sneaking off, and Hope's giving Doug heart attacks, and she's sneaking off, going to have sex with Bo, and, and this is, it's just, and they had that fairy tale princess castle wedding. Um, it, it was just a dream, and it, you know, they just went back and forth, you know, they kept left, leaving the show, coming back, and, but there was still, the magic was still there between Bo and Hope. And one of the things I, I hated was when, you know, the sad storyline with Zach died. Zach. But the fact that Peter Reckon and Christian Alfonso never got Emmy nominations for those performances alone. The, I mean, go back to the YouTube clips of those two and you see some acting. They may not like each other behind the scenes, but you couldn't tell in front of the camera because those two kept it, they kept it going. They kept it professional and did their job. You felt every scene. Right to the end when Hope held Bo dying in the park. And, oh, oh, that just tears me up. Fuck you. Uh, who did that? Josh Griffin and Dina Higley. Fuck you both for that. Yo, uh, they did it. They did it. They did it. Fuck you both for that. They did it. Um, that's just horrible the way they ended it. I, I just, happy 50th anniversary. Okay, thank you. Forgetting, did you do your number two already? No. Okay, go on ahead. So, like with my entire list, every single person that's on there that made my it was all have you made me cry? Did you make me feel something? So my number two, when I tell you, I have never. There's only one couple that I cried more over, and I only cried over fake fiction, you know. But that's how you know when the stuff is good. When you're sitting there and you are feeling every single emotion, like, it was bad, it was wrong, it was an affair, it was tawdry, it was, oh, those sex things were so smutty. Hillary and Devon are my number two. Like, I was like, Neil West, Neil who? Who cares about Neil? Well, Hillary and Devon are still it for me. And Michelle have that chemistry. They have that fire. You, bruh, they can be arguing and just going at each other. Hillary and Devon will be going at it with each other. The next thing you know, it's like, you're like, come on. You know y'all want to smash. Let's just do this. Let's just get it together. The push and the pull. And he's bad. And she's, you know, he's like, oh, 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 you know, and she's just like, oh, you know, Hillary, you're not supposed to like Hillary. 
but I fell in love with her. I fell in love with Hillary, and I fell in love with the couple together. They were magic. I'm like, they were the next Drew and Neil. Like, that was it for me. And I was just like, yes. I was raptured. Like, I have every single episode that they have ever been in together. I have it on the computer. I have it on DVD. Like, I have never been as enraptured in where they got together. I was like, yes, when they broke up. I mean, I suffered through, I suffered through Mariah with him and Mariah. I had to suffer through that. And then now Young did such a good job getting them back together and making them find their way back together. And then they're going to have my baby. The internet was going stupid because we were excited. The Ron fans were happy because we were getting our kid. And then that that fucking Mal Young went and killed off my girl, and I was crying with Phyllis. I was even crying in that scene with Hillary and Kane, and you know I can't stand Kane. Ugh. <laughs> I was crying all the way through with, with her, with Shauna, and then when she lost that baby, and then when Brighton, they were sitting there, and they were, that was in that, in that hotel room, and and they're telling the story. She's telling the stories about the thieves and the and, and, and the sisters and then she just died and I mean I literally I was sitting there crying. I was on a plane. The the flight attendant and I were crying together. That's how messed up I was behind this couple. Like, you know, you will never, ever, ever Devon will never have anyone that you love as much as Hillary. Y'all can push this Elena stuff as much as you want to. And I tried to give it some old college tribe to baby. When when Michelle came back as a ghost, I was like, even a ghost got it with him. What are you talking about? I'm just like, oh, that's my couple. They will always be my couple. That is a hill that I'm willing to die on Hillary and Devon will everything to me. They were killed on the one couple that was that's just more than that. And that's just because it came first. Well, right now I seem to be having more mind issues than Dina Mergeron herself. <laughs> Alan, did you go to? What? what? Did you go for number two as well? Yes. Okay. See, Lord, I don't. I maybe I got Caroline Brady's. I think I got Caroline Brady's Toppet syndrome. I don't know. <laughs> Um, coming in at number two for me was a couple previously mentioned, um, and that is Josh and Reva from Guiding Light, you know, her bud. Um, you know, the story is quite amazing, in my opinion, because it, it started out with Reva being hired by Alan to break up Vanessa and Billy, um, and all of a sudden, right away when they locked eyes for the first time, that history from childhood came back and Josh and Reva fell in love once again. But then she married HB and Josh became paralyzed. And we all know what happened next. It ain't no secret. I baptized myself the Salada Springfield. And wow. through it all, I mean... You know, Reva being presumed dead for five years, the clone, the time traveling through, as <laughs> as Kim Zimmer puts it, they time traveled through Crystal Chappelle's boobs in a painting. <laughs> um, I just, uh, I loved it. And then, oh my gosh, 
Sunny and Selena and uh, Mara and Shane, you know, their children. And, uh, and of course, my favorite Reva and Josh story of all time, crazy-ass Annie Dutton coming after them. Oh, D, you know... You know, when she faked that Reva pushed her down those stairs. Oh, God. Uh, what are you doing, Reva? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. When she went down the stairs, I was like, this is a bad bitch right here. And then, oh, I love the scene where Annie was at Cross Creek and she took that axe to the fireplace mantle that had Reva and Josh's initials on it. Oh, God. Yes. You were there all along. Oh. And that crazy Hmm. And then, you know, I, to this day, I still go to watch that scene of Reva driving off the bridge. I'm coming, bud! Ah, I love, I mean, and of course, you know, like Reva, the signature color was red, so she was in a red car. I, I loved it. I mean, absolutely amazing. And, you know, of course, at the end... By not putting them together because Ellen Wheeler, you know, only love can save the world, but it didn't save Guiding Light. And, you know, even though Kim Zimmer had to end that show, as Jamie Giddens would say, in a flip-flops in the moo-moo, I think the good years of Josh and Reva definitely outweighed the bad. And we got many, many good years of that couple. Yeah. Well, Mr. Tiggs, Take us to your number one pick and your secret honorable mention. My number one is all my children. Ooh. My daddy is smart. Ah. My Dixie Cootie. Oh. And if anybody knows me, knows I love Dixie Cootie's dirty motherfucking draw. <laughs> Her hat was shit. I found them. Goddamn, when she was married to Adam and she had JR, then he tried to drop her ass crazy and he put her ass in the old cave and Tad had saved her. And, and then when Tad was fighting with Blitz Clyde Tuggle and then they blew up on the damn oh. bridge, he thought he was Ted Orsini from the Orsini family wine bitch. Yes. And then when that nasty, nasty, nasty live Kobe came and fucked everything up and Dixie had that awful haircut and she <laughs> came back
Look, as soon as you said them, I was like, let me get my griddle out and make me some pancakes. <laughs> You're an asshole, okay? <laughs> You're so funny. You're so funny. <laughs> <sighs> Look, no, I love them too, but you know, so All My Children was my first soap that I ever watched, and my mom... I'm not shitting you. Hated Tad and Dixie. Oh, my God. She could not stand Katie McLean as Dixie. But, you know, over on As the World Turns, oh, my mom lived for Katie as Rosanna. But I loved Tad and Dixie. I did. I thought they were the heart of that show for quite a while. Um, but anyway, Tiggs, who was your honorable mention? Oh, yeah. Well, I had a different one, but I'm going to change it. Okay. Mind. Okay. My honorable mention was going to be Ryan and Jillian. Oh. But no, my real honorable mention is Tom and Margo Hughes from As the World Turns. Yes. I love me some Tad. Tad, Lord. I love me some Tom and Margo. And mainly because, I mean, I think they were the only, they were the only couple, like, Tom and Margo were married for 27 years. They never broke them up. Tad. Tom cheated on Margot, she cheated on Tom, and they had babies and shit like that, but they were married for 27 years, never broke up, never divorced, never did nothing. We had about 45 times, about 36 Margot, and a good test time. <laughs> good test time. That's my own I love this time for well, that's a really good pick. And really the only couple I can think of, super couple, that endured so many different incarnations but still kept going so strong. Mm. And then, you know, Tiggs, I just got to say real quick before we go to D, I think the best story they ever endured was Margot's rape. I mean... Tom was there for her through when Margot thought she would have AIDS, and oh, amazing. That was a great story, and I, but see, my highlight for me, that guy's in Oh, Lord, who's moving <laughs> stuff in the background? She pulled that gun, she said, not my baby, not my baby. <laughs> she was gonna blow Emily's motherfucking head clean and all. I said that's right. She should have shot her. She should have shot her before this though. That's what she deserved. Oh. <laughs> 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 her son, her husband, and her son. Oh, bitch, you going to die? She died. My kids. She's in this is exactly why. Why isn't no one? Why isn't no one doing fucking great time? Why isn't he? Why isn't he? Because people are scared. That shit be happening. That shit be happening. That shit be happening. Well, Dee, tell us who's coming in at number one for you, plus your secret honorable mention. My number one couple, when I tell you, I've watched those for a long time. But the couple that broke my heart, made me cry, made me fall in love, and they broke my heart again, keep on breaking my heart. Oh, my God. Sunny and Blender on General Hospital. Oh, my God. Dee. Huh? Yeah. Sunny and Brenda was it. Yes. High five, high five, high five, high five, high five, high five. High five, baby, high five. High five, high five. I tell you, I 
never cried as hard in my life as oh. I did when Sunny left Brenda at the altar of faith. When I tell you I was sick for a whole week after that. Always we were sick in the rain. Always we were sick in the rain. And I mean, like, it was just raggedy how just they were like Romeo and Juliet. I mean, oh. Just stuff kept happening. I had to sit through raggedy Brenda and Jack for this. And I'm like, I'm sure Jack is a wonderful person. We're going to take out his portrayal right now because I'm not trying to drag people to see. But, I mean, I had to go through Lily and then Miguel and his raggedy ass singing. I mean, I had to go through a lot for my couple. I mean, Brenda was after Sunny. She was doing whatever it took. She would get stranded in a snowstorm. And we had to go rescue her. I mean, they were Chemistry, but I mean, like, I keep 
I'm going to mention I had such a hard time with that because she's like, oh, Teresa, that's my girl. And I'm like, but, but Greenlee and Leo, oh, they broke my heart. And it just, it was just tragical. I, just, I never understood it. Like, I love Josh Bell, but he wasn't unrecastable. Like, they could have easily found a recast like Leo. Like, I, I don't understand why they just never did that. So I would rather there was that instead of her and fucking Ryan. Like, ugh. That's why I wanted Ryan and Greenland to be, um, Ryan and Jillian to be about honorable mention because it's like, it was so perfect. They finally got Ryan and Jillian with the three. They would do four years of bullshit Ryan and Jillian. They were barely married for six weeks, shot at eight. at number one, and who is your honorable mention? For listening to this episode of the chat. <laughs> Look, so. Come on, let Al have his list. 
You know, here's here's what's gonna happen. On the next episode of the chat, I'm gonna pull a Barbara Walters and say the network gave Alan the chance to leave peacefully <laughs> and we have ended his contract. <laughs> have for your honorable mention. The real Alan came back.
We love you, Alan. Look, we love you. We love you, Alan. But, you know, I'm... You love love what you love, okay? You know? Yeah, Yeah, you do, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, Rodrigo, who comes in as number one for you, plus your honorable mention? Number one, I'm with D, Sonny, and Brenda, General Hospital. Number one, I ran home from high school to go see what the hell Sonny and Brenda had going on from Puerto Rico to the wire scene. Oh, when he he said that wire, oh, oh, that still hurts my soul, Claire Bond, God rest your soul. God rest your soul, Claire Bond, but that was some shit you did. You broke my heart. You broke my heart with those things. And the way, and the way that um, Vanessa Marcel and Maurice Bernard played those things, and more, and Maurice played those scenes real well. And he respected, and he respected Vanessa after that scene because. Because Vanessa says, like, you know, Maurice wasn't really feeling her in the beginning with, with the acting. But when when they had that wire scene and Brenda was screaming and crying and, oh, she had all the respect for him. Right. Right. It was just awesome. The only thing I didn't like was this, oh, damn you, Bob Guza, for this stupid dogging shit. Brought Brenda back in. And, that was some stupid shit. I didn't know uh, that it didn't happen. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I got, I, we got our wedding out of it, which is good. I got the wedding, but for Brenda to let Carly just come up to her house and talk to her any way she wanted, and I, oh hell I, no, that that was my Brenda because my Brenda was kidnapped because my Brenda would have snatched that she bitch up. Exactly. Right. You're not gonna do that. You're no. Like the Brenda came Uh, 
My honorable mention is going to be Ryan and Vicky. She raped my poor Eden. See, I'm convinced that, you know, it was really Jill Farron Phelps and the gynecologist mask. You know, it was really Jill Farron Phelps who raped Eden, not, not her gynecologist. Jill said, you know what? Jill said to that actor, look, I'll pay you your full rate for the day if you let me just get in there in that scene and go with you. Jill likes you in the pig. Please make sure that you find him at the best. Well, my number one is the greatest couple to ever do it in daytime, and that is the tried and true Victor and Nikki from The Young and the Restless. I mean, I owe myself twenty dollars. Who? <laughs> no, you already know. I tweeted. I already knew. I already knew. Somebody was gonna do it. I knew somebody was gonna have Victor and Nikki, and he's gonna have Josh Freeman on this list. You guys know those are my favorite. Don't even play. You know. But Yeah, so you know, and I'm gonna take it all the way back. You know, Nikki was not gonna let Ashley Abbott take her man for long because Nikki coughed a little and <laughs> threw her hair back and looked all pale and said Victor I'm still sick, even though she wasn't. And, you know, this to me, even after all the ups and downs, this to me stands out. When Victor finally won Jabot Cosmetics from the Abbots, but he told Nikki that he would give everything up if she would just come back to him and divorce Jack. Come on now. Come on. Nobody did it better. And then, you know... I'm going to give this shout out to everybody who likes a good psycho. Diane wasn't the only psycho who came between them. Veronica Landers, when she shot up Nikki, guess who rushed right to the hospital? Victor. Ugh, I just, you know, it's it's really amazing. And through all the marriage. That just goes to show, why are these a good psycho? They need a good Yes, yes. 
<laughs> Look, and Victor was in there with the ever so in the closet, Colonel Douglas, and <laughs> Colonel was like, oh, I can't wait to see the show, old lad. And Victor was like, oh, look at her at the bayou, you know. Uh, I just, I love, it. and even through Victor's epilepsy and Nikki shaking all the damn time under Jill Farron Phelps, look, she was probably shaking because she didn't know that if Jill was going to kill her or not. It wasn't the MS, it was job security. Um, but I just, uh, I loved it. I don't know who you're talking about, D. I just, uh, I just don't know who you're talking about. That Nikki's children. Yeah, Nikki's children are Victoria and Nicholas, and that one baby buried deep in the ground with Jack. I, you know, I just, ooh, I don't know who you're talking about. Um, but yeah, and you know, I just. This is my couple. I mean, you know, I tweet it every day. You guys know, Nictor for life, and I will never, ever give up on them. Just, ugh, love my Victor. I get it. I mean, Casey, on the whole point of Victor and Nick is old-ass and was sick with a couple on the show. I get it. And I'm just saying, I'm just like, we're triggered. Now, y'all, 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 and Nikki could roll those R's like nobody else. Every Friday, she'd be like, I thought, oh, I mean, uh, Melody Thomas Scott, you could tell she was enjoying that. They And we all remember, you know, the fights. You know, I have to say, Victor and Nikki, I think, have the best couple fights in daytime history. They do. Yeah, I mean, when we all... We remember that scene where they were in the Newman Ranch and Victor had enough. He picked up that crystal glass from the bar cart, threw it across the room, and... Uh, oh, and then when Victor said, Why do you play these games, my baby? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> the only people... The only people that could fight like Victor and Nikki that came in even closer, Jack and Carly and Josh and Reed. True. Them motherfuckers could fight. Yes. Biggest obstacle. The biggest obstacle that they ever overcame was Nikki being a serial killer for all these years. You know, let me tell you, I don't know a couple who has survived so many killings through the years. Nikki done murdered up half the cast from the 90s and the early 2000s. I, oh. I'm just saying, drunk Nikki is the best Nikki. I don't care what anybody Oh God, yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I really wish like Nikki should have been just like a Nicole Walker type funny drunk, not some like you know damn little dramatic lifetime movie of the week drunk. We need funny drunks. Every drunk ain't got it. Ain't got to be all dramatic and shit. Oh, you're gonna kill somebody? No. I mean, and we know she can, and we know she can do funny drunk because I mean that video got posted of her on that Tito's. I don't know, Tim and Tito doing 
doing her flamingo dance. So she's a funny girl. I'm like, I don't know why they don't just go there. Everything got to be dramatic. And then, of course, my honorable mention has to go to a couple that was together for 30 years. And that is Alan and Monica Cordemain on the General Hospital. Oh, yep. Yes. But that's and, been years, but whatever. You know, General Hospital burned to hell for what they did to Alan. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, suck, my, suck my ass, Jill Farrah Phelps. I mean, yeah, Jill Farrah Phelps, suck my ass, I hate you. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, just after everything Alan and Monica went through through the years from trying to get Tracy from budding out of their marriage where she wasn't wanted, the affairs from Susan to Sean to Lucy Coe, and of course, the best, one of the best affairs of all time, when Ned and Monica did the dirty, oh God, I, oh my Lord, Ned and Monica. Oh. They did the dirty, dirty. Oh. Yes, yes. Oh. I will never hear them just them talking about it. How she's always like, "It's my house. I gave it to you." Oh. Mm-hmm. And it's so pretty because even still, even to this day, even when Alan being gone, anytime somebody says something, it's my house. And Alan gave it to you, goddamn. Well, mainly, she only needs some choice to say it. Yeah. Well, and what I loved is, you know, at the end of the day, you could tell they were really there for each other, but it was definitely going to always be a War of the Roses type romance. But they were always there for each other. And one of my favorite clips to watch is when Monica was going through her cancer and she was worried that the intimacy had gone out of her marriage and Alan didn't want to have sex with her anymore. It was so real. And Monica dropped that robe and said, can you love a woman without breast? And that to me is one of the most amazing, realistic moments that you don't get in soaps anymore. You know, to actually have that real marital conversation it was amazing. <sighs> yeah. And, you know, a lot of people forget Luke and Laura were not the first to take this show to number one. Nope. The characters of Alan, Monica, Rick, and Leslie first took this show to number one. And I'm going to leave it there. <sighs> D, where can they find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me fighting with me by live trans at <laughs> and Alan, where can they find you on Twitter? Well, my fellow here, Natalie's here to find me at ah! God damn it, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> and the always so loud but ever so lovely ticks, where can they find you? The best, 
And you can find me at KCS Hutch, and you can get connected with our show on Facebook and Twitter. All you have to do is just search for at the chat underscore podcast. And for the next two weeks, we are not doing our normal episodes. We have two major interviews with some of your favorite daytime divas of the past. We don't want to reveal them quite yet, but stay tuned. Stay tuned, y'all, and if y'all got any suggestions about any top vibes y'all want to see us do or anything like that, just let us know, tweet any of us, and then we'll discuss it because if that shit whack, we ain't doing it. But if it's cute, we may talk about it. <laughs> wash your hands and stay away from Natalie and shit. Okay, <laughs> wash your hands, wash your ass. Wear gloves, wear masks, and stay away from Natalie and Jerry. Or if you're like Alan. Natalie forever. If you're like Alan, you're going to get somebody to wash your ass for you. Okay. That's my life. Got to do until November 2020. We got a new episode for next six months, y'all. So go ahead and watch Salem, honey. Take your ass on the um, NBC app and watch them. Because if y'all like, y'all government like my government, you got to put in them goddamn days and tell us nothing. So, yeah, go ahead and wait until 8 p.m. Eastern. Have a good night, listeners, and we will see you next week. Oh, Lord, here we go. Shout out to Dan Crow, my homeboy over at Motherfucking Soap Central. He got all the character vibes with these shit. He's never like, God damn it, Diggs. Tiggs, you know I didn't. Tiggs. You know I didn't. We go like shit. Uh huh. I wait on me. I I gotta go. Tiggs, you know I didn't get one of them damn stimulus checks. You know I didn't get a stimulus check. So. Oh, well, anyway. That, that gotta be new, because I've been there for two years, and that motherfucker can wait. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I do, mother. since we're still on the air for, since we're still on the air for some ungodly reason, because executive producer Jill Farron Tiggs had to take over, um, I do want to say real quick, we will miss Soaps in Depth. Um, it's been a great run of those 27 years. Um, thank you to Richard and the entire staffing department for giving us so many great issues. And it's going to be hard out there to now only have one Soap Mag selection. Um, but thank you for all of those great issues and all of those great memories. Yeah, they're still online. Thank you. Yes, still online. Yeah. So if they're not completely dead, and if I write them, I'm going to start with you. Alrighty, Tiggs, are you done? Oh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. I was just trying to get a shout out to Soap and Dead. I was about to go to Dead. Soap Central and Dead. So the bitches, you know, if y'all know some bitches on Dave, y'all can always go on that website and find out who it is. Alrighty, good night everybody and listeners, we will see you next week.
Oh my gosh, I think you're still recording that shit. <laughs> <laughs>